What's going on, Abstract Sports Nation? Welcome to episode 63 of the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we bring sports back to life with a unique perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. We're coming at you live on Facebook as always, every Wednesday at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. We're a little bit late today. I went to a dinner with a good buddy here in downtown Idaho Falls, Idaho, and it went a little bit longer because we uh, got caught in conversation. Um, something I definitely encourage you do, <clears throat> excuse me, something I encourage that you do, go find a friend, go to dinner, have a good conversation, and then go back to doing something you love, which is, for me, talking about sports. And that's why I'm here tonight. So let's get this show on the road. We've got a long episode, hopefully not a long episode, but a good episode in this, in store for you guys. Let's get this thing going. All right, so before we get uh, going underway here, I'm going to share a couple links in the chat with you guys, and uh, I'll probably post them in the, in the description as well on YouTube and for other outlets like Anchor, things that uh, you know, you're know you going to need a link to click in order to find it. <laughs> so let me grab these links for you guys. Um, this one here is a link from one of my guest, my guest authors on the blog, her name's Mar- Maria Morganova, and I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. She's from Canada, uh, Toronto, actually, and she writes guest articles about karate and the martial arts. Um, and so I just shared this link in the chat with you guys. She d- she writes some great content for our blog, and I'm appreciative of her to be doing that for us because she's covering a sport that I will not be able to cover, and uh, I don't know really anybody who would do that uh, going forward. So it's really great that we have her on board to do that for us. Um, feel free to give that article a click. It's talking about the importance of karate tournament tournaments for younger athletes and how, uh, karate can help develop younger individuals in our society. So a pretty cool little article there. She actually goes into detail about, uh, frequently asked questions from parents about their kids going into karate and the martial arts. So, uh, if you are thinking about putting a kid through martial arts, that might be a great article for you. Um, if you can think of somebody, you know, who might want to see that, and uh, have find some value out of that article, feel free to share that with them. Uh, that would be good for them and good for us because it's helping them see the good content on our website. Uh, beyond that one, I, I posted a uh, something I'm a little bit closer to, uh, meaning like I actually watch the game and I follow the story a little bit more. Uh, and I'll share this one in the chat with you guys here. Let me just find this. And, I'll, and I'm going to have to edit this out at least a little bit in the, the audio version. But let's see, where is it at? Uh, I lost it. Where'd he go? Here we go. Okay. This one actually has gotten a lot of traffic, but I'm going to share this with you guys. So this second article I'm sharing in the chat and also in the description uh, of wherever you're listening to this podcast is an article about Baker Mayfield. I don't know if you know this, but we'll be talking about him a little bit later in the show. But this dude put on a great show for the city of Cleveland and he brought that city back to life for a little bit. Hopefully they can keep it going. We'll talk about that more, but I wanted to give you guys a description of who Baker Mayfield was in terms of like where he came from and how he got to where he is and where he might go with that ability that he has. Uh, Reyes on Facebook says, love that you have guest bloggers, Kyle. Hey, yeah, me too, man. It really is a great thing to do. And you know, I'm actually 
looking to guest blog on other blogs. If you want me to write about something on your blog, I'd be happy to do so. Um, speaking of that, uh, let me actually go find his blog. He's got a, he's got one of his own. He runs a uh, Arizona-based sports blog called the AZ Sports Guru. He is the AZ Sports Guru. So if, if you're a, a fan of any Arizona-based teams, whether it's the Arizona Cardinals or um, that other Cardinals team, <laughs> Arizona Diamondbacks, right? <laughs> Uh, that's not a that's not a cardinal. That's a snake. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, there you go, Reyes. I got you, bro. A, a little bit of a shout out for you. Um, but I do. I am looking to guest blog on other people's blogs, um, and I'm also looking for for people to guest post on mine. I'm willing to trade for you there if if you are willing to do so as well. But anyways, Baker Mayfield doing some big things. We'll talk about him later in the show. Uh, as far as general life things that are going on, uh, I will say that Micah is not here today because he said that he was going to be cutting rocks tonight. Um, remember, he is a geologist, so he deals with rocks a little bit. Uh, but I know that he's been working some night shifts lately, so hopefully he's doing good at work while I'm here having a good time doing this podcast. Um, we'll be sure to get him back on again for some NFL and, and football action since that's his favorite thing. But uh, as far as other life things... Man, I, I talk about bullying a little bit, probably a little bit too much on this podcast, but I actually find it enjoyable. And uh, <clears throat> I have to tell you guys, I bowled one of my best best series this last weekend. So I bowl on Friday nights at a local place here in Idaho Falls. And man, I bowled a 667 series. If you're not familiar with bowling, that basically means that I bowled across three games. I bowled enough to get 667. I bowled a 232, a 230, and a 204. Um, definitely the best night of bowling I've ever had. I tied my overall, my my personal record of 232. Yet again, I could have beaten it, but um, I missed the last pin on the last last ball of that game. But hey, 232, 230, 204, cannot complain. Um, I plan to put out an article about uh, sort of tracking my scores. I actually had to go find this little thing to help me track my scores and put it on the website and have it be clean and, and look good. Uh, but as soon as I figure that out, I'm going to try to put an article together about my progress and kind of talk about how bowling is such a difficult sport, very similar to golf in a lot of ways, you know, a lot of muscle memories involved there. And if you're not consistent, you will do poorly. So yeah, bowling is a thing in my life. Get over it. I talk about it. What of it? <laughs> But on to the next thing. Let's talk about some real sports, shall we? So basketball. The NBA kicks off. I always say kicks off. I mean to be clever and say tips off when it comes to basketball. But it starts on the 16th of October. That is, uh, let's see, just a little over two weeks away. Uh, yeah, two weeks and six days, basically. Uh, so I, I'm really looking forward to it. They had their media day this week where they basically get all their players in uh, into their practice facilities and, and into one room, and they film different things for promotional purposes, take team pictures, take headshots and all that stuff, and they do interviews. So uh, me being a Lakers fan, I've watched a lot of the Lakers uh, media day coverage where they interview each of the different players. And, you know, there were some people who interviewed LeBron who I'm like, do you – are you, do you read the room at all? 
Like this lady asked him a question where she was like, LeBron, what are you, what are you going to do to try and earn the respect of these fans in Los Angeles? And he's just like, I, I mean, I, I signed a four year deal. What more do you want? <laughs> Which I think was kind of like a snotty response. I think what she was getting at is the people who were defacing the mural that went up in Los Angeles. Uh, it was a really cool mural of Los Angeles. And it says, the king is here or something like that. And people went and vandalized it saying he is not our king or something like that. Like they're, they're Kobe fans or, you know, Lakers fans who don't want to support the success of their own franchise. I don't really get it. I mean, I thought the artwork was dope. And I also thought that LeBron is doing a big thing for Los Angeles and coming here or there. <laughs> I'm not in Los Angeles. I wish, um, I mean, I, I feel like that's a good thing for Lakers fans. If you're not a true Lakers fan, then you're probably, you may, maybe you're not happy about LeBron going to LA, but as a true Lakers fan, I like to see my team win and LeBron wins. So you should be happy if you're a Lakers fan, a real Lakers fan. Um, so that, I thought that one was interesting, but one thing that I've, I've seen is, you know, Kawhi Leonard has been getting trashed in a lot of social media over the last few days because he had an awkward laugh in an interview in his, his first interview as a Toronto Raptor where basically the guy asked him, it was the very first question of his interview. And he, he asked him, what do you want people to know about you? And he kind of slowly gets to his point saying that you'd have to ask me more questions than just a general question like that. You'd have to get to know me a little better. Um, he's like, I'm not going to give you my whole spiel right now. Um, but he's like, I don't even know where you're sitting. So he's, he's like trying to make the point that you're asking this really in detail question. I don't know who you are. I don't even know where you're sitting in this room. I don't know where you're asking that question from. He's like, I don't even know where you're sitting at. And then he laughs and it's kind of an, he has a different laugh. I'll, I won't lie. And maybe it's part of the, something that has to do with the way that he's so quiet. Uh, he's definitely a very quiet individual. He's a silent leader. He leads by example on the, on the basketball floor. I'll tell you that much. But, uh, it was just kind of awkward, but people have been trashing him on Twitter and turned him into a meme, basically being like, you know, different situations where there's an awkward laugh. Like when somebody asks this type of question in class and you're like, insert awkward laugh here. You know what I mean? Uh, so I feel bad for Kawhi Leonard. I feel like he's very misunderstood. He's just a calm and collected dude. He, he stays very close to the vest. And when you ask him personal questions, you just kind of get to know him as a person uh, on a different, at a different setting rather than ask a very personal question to the public. I think he's obviously that way with the way that the situation was handled in, in San Antonio, where he thought the team sort of handled his injury in a, in a poor way. You know, communication isn't exactly his best thing when he's on a basketball court. Maybe that's a different story. Uh, but again, he leads by example, without a doubt there, uh, in Toronto from now on, not, not San Antonio anymore. Not San Antonio. Um, but one thing I did learn is that uh, I'm pretty sure this is accurate, that L Lonzo Ball is not going to be the starter for the Lakers. It's going to be Rondo. So Rajon Rondo is the veteran point guard coming in for the Lakers who is a high IQ basketball player, somebody that Lonzo can learn from. And uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. But it's just really cool seeing all the different social accounts on Instagram from NBA teams posting things like you can, if, if you're a basketball fan, media day is the day for you to cop free backgrounds for your phone. Like, you know, free 
screensavers and stuff like that because they take a lot of pictures and they post up stuff post up stuff for the fans. So if you're wanting to capture or, or grab a new background for your phone or your desktop, you're going to want to go find those guys on social media and find, and uh, save it to your device and uh, put it as your background because they've got like calendars for their, their schedule. So you can be up to date as the season goes on. They've got like, you know, cool pictures of your favorite players. So go find it. If you're a big fan, they, I'm sure they do the same thing with baseball and football and things of that sort. But I mean, as far as media day goes, that's really the, the main storylines that I can think of. Uh, I'm looking forward to the basketball season. As you already know, I've got tickets to a Lakers game in January, but you know, that's a few months out. So that's all I've got for the actual NBA, but their eSports affiliate, also known as the NBA 2K League, uh, they just had an expansion draft that went down today. So basically, the way this worked out, I have a tweet that I need to reference here. Uh, it went. It's, it started at 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight, so it went from 4 till about 5. It was a really short draft because the way that this worked, there were, there were 17 teams uh, for the first year, and their goal is to have all 30 teams in the NBA in the NBA 2K League uh, by 2020. So within three years, you know, 2018, 19, and 20, they want to get all all 30 teams involved in the in the esports affiliate of the NBA family. Uh, 17 teams participated last year, and the way that this expansion draft worked is each team got to protect two players from their six man roster. And then the remaining players went into a pool that left 68 players in the pool. And so tonight, each of the four new teams got to select two players from that pool. So only eight players were selected in the draft tonight. Uh, And the remaining players who were in that pool go into the general draft pool to be selected from. And then they're going to add, you know, they're going to do some recruiting and they're going to do some scouting and bring in the extra amount of players they need to fill that extra gap. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure how they're going to do that just yet, but basically it's a very interesting scenario because the the teams who protected their players, uh, you know, in, they have a they, when the next draft rolls around, they have the opportunity to pick up the other players that they, they had on their team or to keep up to two of the players they had on their team previously so they can – potentially keep four out of their six players is what it sounds like. Um, If that's the case, they have to draft two more later on. And if they decide to keep a player from their last, from their roster last year, it eliminates their pick in the draft. So uh, wherever that pick would have happened, they would, uh, you know, they get skipped. So they don't get a chance at the players down the line. So they can choose to have four out of their six players and then draft two new guys one of whom has to be a starter, or they can uh, not choose to take any and then draft in order in the first four rounds to pick up their remaining four players. So very interesting stuff. I'll be covering this as as more unfolds. Uh, Just head over to uh, abstractsports.com slash NBA 2K League, and there's dashes in between there. So NBA 2K dash league. Um, Because I think... I want to be pretty big on pushing some uh, 2K content this year. Uh, Yeah, but the teams who joined the NBA 2K League, they are the – there's the Timberwolves Gaming. There's Lakers Gaming. Then you have Atlanta, Atlanta, the Atlanta affiliate 
the Hawks Talons GC, which stands for Gaming Gaming Club or Gaming Crew. And then you've got uh, Nets GC, so Brooklyn Nets Gaming Club or Crew. So very exciting things going on in the basketball world. Not only did the NBA add a fourth member to its basketball family, but uh, I feel like they're definitely crushing it by expanding the way that they are into the different cities and uh, making some people's dreams come true by making them professional gamers. I mean, who doesn't want to make money playing video games? That sounds pretty cool to me. Not going to lie. <laughs> so that's all I've got for basketball action. Let's move on to the really the, the more important sport at the moment. And I hope some of y'all were not offended by that line. Uh, what I mean is football is just getting underway, and I know that fantasy football is much bigger than anything any other fantasy sport out there. I understand that the baseball season is coming to a close. Teams are getting... Uh, are, are clinching their divisional spots for the MLB playoffs. And that's going to be exci an exciting time. But I tell you what, right now is a good time for sports because it's MLB postseason coming up. You've got NBA just around the corner. But not only that, you have another sport that's just kicking off uh, going into week four this week. Um, not to mention college football that started a week earlier than that. So let's dive right into some college football to start. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about, I think week to week in football season, I'm going to try to do like a recap and a preview uh, for the relevant weeks. So whatever football week happened last week, I'm going to do a recap of the matchups I mentioned then in the last episode. I'll do a preview, which I'll recap in the next episode. So basically what I'm going to say is the, the matches that I marked as my key matchups last episode, I'm going to talk about those games now, who won. And then I'm going to move on to the key matchups for next week. And then in the next episode, episode 64, I'm going to talk about these matchups I'll talk about today and who won those and what that did to the playoff picture or to the uh, the ranking picture. And then I'll preview the next week's games. I think that makes sense, right? So let's just jump into it and you'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> All right. So the first game I want to talk about is Idaho Vandals. I mean, I only talk about them because it's a local team and I know that there are a lot of Vandals who watch and listen to this show. So I feel like it's it's my job to talk about them at least a little bit. So shout out Vandals. Hashtag go Vandals. Uh, but they got beat by UC Davis. <laughs> uh, let me pull up the score here really quick. Um, I don't even know if we're going to be on this page. Probably not. No way. Um, we lost like 54 to 10. But let me go check the score. We lost to UC Davis 44-21. to uh, That was just this last Saturday. And we honestly, we didn't expect to win that game. But uh, I'd like to see our team put up more of a fight. I feel like we have a little bit of confusion at the quarterback position. Uh, hopefully we can make, a, make amends next week. But, uh, and, and there's a good chance we will. We will be at home. But we did get beat 44-21. to If I look at some of the stats here, uh, for Idaho, we have Mason Petrino, who's the coach's son. He's a quarterback. He threw 23 for 41, had 284 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, but he, they only gave Colton Richardson two or five snaps or five passes at least. He went two for five, 15 yards. Um, I think he is the better quarterback just because of size. If he can get uh, more regular repetitions, he'd probably be our better bet. But it's you know it's kind of hard to tell because the the stats don't really show. 
Um, and as far as rushing, you know, we kind of got slaughtered. Isaiah Saunders had uh, 20 attempts at 102 yards, 5.1 average, but we could just never turn it into touchdowns. Uh, and it looks like Colton Richardson got sacked a couple times, uh, which says that our, our offensive line is not that good. So that's just unfortunate. I mean, the UC Davis quarterback, 25 of 37, 256, three touchdowns, actually pretty comparable to Mason Petrino, only a couple more completions on a few more attempts, a few less attempts. Um, but their running game was stellar. You know, one touchdown here, uh, 7.9 average, 5.2 yard per carry average, 4.4, 10.5. Um, but really is a receiving that did all the work. Three receiving touchdowns, uh, high averages across the board. Uh, holy cow. Like 10 different players got catches in that game. So needless to say, the Vandals got beat. Uh, but I guess I already told you that. So now, now it's just redundant. <laughs> so too bad for the Vandals. We'll talk about them in their next matchup for next week here in a little bit. But let's talk about the key matchups that I talked about last week. So uh, last week I mentioned the number 22 Texas A&M Aggies playing the Alabama Crimson Tide, number one team in Alabama. Uh, it's right here. The Alabama beat them 45 to 23. Um, that's really just how it goes. I mean, they're, they're undefeated so far. They're 4-0 overall, 2-0 in conference play. Uh, Texas A&M is now 2-2 and 0-1 in conference play. Uh, Alabama's the clear number one. Nick Saban is doing a great job of running that team. But like I said in the last episode, Alabama's kind of like the Patriots to me. You want to see them lose every once in a while to show uh, hope for other football teams that are out there and give other fans a reason to cheer, uh, but also just to cycle out teams that have been there forever and bring in some new people. So I think it's good for the sport when you have more diversity. Am I right? I mean, it sucks seeing one team win over and over and over again. <laughs> Um, and all, it sucks even more watching your team lose over and over and over again. Let's be honest. Um, so that's the Alabama, Texas A&M game. The other one I mentioned, it was the only other ranked matchup last week. It was number seven Stanford against number 20 Oregon. Uh, and basically let me find that. So Stanford ended up winning just barely though, 38 to 31. Um, the score doesn't really tell the full story. I mean, they were they were down by seven after the first quarter, and then got outscored by Oregon, seventeen to seven in the second quarter. So things weren't looking too promising for them, but they put it on in the second half, scored fourteen to nothing in the third quarter, ten to seven in the fourth, and then seven in overtime. So it went to overtime for them to get that touchdown to win against Oregon. So, man, that's crazy. That would have been a good game to watch. So I'm glad I mentioned that you should watch it last episode. Uh, that's why this segment is very important. But now, let's talk about the matchups that I want to point out for this week. There are several more matchups that are ranked matchups, and they are much closer matchups than previous episode. So to start out, I'm going to mention the Vandal game because I kind of have to. Portland State Vikings are playing the Vandals in Moscow, Idaho, Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, I'm not entirely sure where you can watch that game. It's got to be online somewhere, probably on the local channels, uh, where the Idaho Vandals are not in uh, BCS or FBS play anymore. It makes it very hard for them to be on national television. So 
you're going to have to go to find that game or go to it in Moscow. I mean, Moscow time, it would be 4 p.m. Eastern time, I believe, uh, or or 3 p.m. I don't remember which. Either way, you're going to want to watch that game. I mean, the Vandals might actually get another win on the board, get their second of the year. Um, obviously not the biggest matchup in college football this coming week. It's just one that I'm excited about. Uh, the one that I want to talk about, oh, oh, let me get to the week five. Here we go. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six other ranked matchups coming up this weekend. And I'm just going to rattle through these for NCAA. I don't know enough about these individual teams and players to go into detail on them. So I'm just going to tell you when they are, who's playing. And if you see something that sticks out to you, then maybe you can, uh, can watch the game. And if you see a game that you think has a lot of importance, feel free to write a little article, write a little blurb about it and send it to me. And I'll put it up on the website. I mean, be kind of cool to see somebody else's perspective on college football because I don't really have much of one. Uh, so the first game I want to mention is number 12, West Virginia at number 25, Texas Tech. So that game is going to be in Texas Saturday at 12 o'clock noon Eastern time. And you can watch that on ESPN two slash watch ESPN. Um, pretty good matchup there. I mean, number 12, number 25, uh, one team that's uh, a little higher out on the end of the college football spectrum or playoff spectrum, one that's in the middle of the pack. But then the next game I want to point out is not really even like a, a, a ranked matchup. Part Partially it is because one team's ranked, but it's kind of like a Michigan showdown. You got Central Michigan at number 21, Michigan State. Uh, that would be a really cool upset, upset to witness because uh, watching Central Michigan, another Michigan team who's not ranked, upset the one who is ranked. That would be a cool story for the state of Michigan, not going to lie. Uh, Michigan State fans, sorry. <laughs> Maybe not for you guys. Um, but, that again, that's Saturday, 12 o'clock noon on ESPN2 or watch ESPN app. Uh, should be a good one there. Wait, no, I, I said that wrong. I, it's Saturday, 12 o'clock noon Eastern time on Fox Sports 1 or FS1. Uh, that would be a lot of fun if you're from that area. But here's where things get a little bit hairy. I mean, these next few matchups, they're they're pretty close in terms of like the number that they are ranked, but also the teams that are I mean, the teams that are there are just so so fun to watch. So you got number 4 Ohio State, a team who's been there, been up there in the high ranks for a long time. Number 4 Ohio State at number 9 Penn State. So not only is this a ranked matchup between number 4 and number 9, uh, but it's at Penn State, that gives Ohio State a little bit of the uh, short end of the stick. But then again, Ohio State's a team that wins no matter what. So can they go on the road and beat Penn State in Penn State? Who knows? You're going to want to tune in. That'll be Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on ABC or watch ESPN app. But then this one, next one is even more crazy. Even more crazy. You've got number seven Stanford who... Uh, was number seven last week before they barely got the one over or win over Oregon. Uh, number seven, Stanford at Notre Dame, who is number eight on the rankings right now. That game is going on Saturday, uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on NBC. Again, a great matchup because it can shake up the rankings a little bit. Um, number eight's at home, number seven's on the road. So if Notre Dame happens to get that win, that can shake up things just, to, just enough. Um, I mean, it's still early in the season, but every win counts. 
Then you have one that's more of a local favorite here to the Idaho area, uh, number 20, who, you know, they came up from a number 25 last week. Number 20, BYU, is taking on number 11, Washington. So University of Washington, I believe is Doug Peterson over there, um, who used to be the coach of Boise State Broncos. Uh, go Vandals. <laughs> Had to do that. But number 20, BYU, who's been on kind of a, uh, a hot streak, won their last couple of games, got up in the rankings after beating Wisconsin a couple weeks back. They were a number six team. And I, have, I don't see them anywhere. I don't know what number they are anymore. But they're taking on Washington in Washington. It's going to be a really tough game for them. Um, if you're a, a local football fan and you want to watch some some BYU guys take on some some uh, UW guys, then uh, that, that's the one you want to watch. That game's going on Saturday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time uh, on Fox. And then you've got number 19, Oregon, who was number 20 last week, moved up to 19. I think that's really only because they made it so close uh, for uh, for Stanford. When they played Stanford last week, let's see, where are they at? Yeah, they were number 20, and they almost beat Stanford, so they got moved up. And that's probably due to other, other teams losing and, and just the rankings moving around. But number 19, Oregon, at number 20, 24, uh, University of California. <laughs> That's another good matchup because Oregon almost had the win over Stanford, who was number seven. Now they're going against number 24, California. So if California has the home home field advantage, maybe they get the win over 19. They get moved up in the ranks. Oregon falls back down to 20 or 21. Who knows? But that game's going on Saturday, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time on FS1. And that's a lot of matchups I had to roll through there. But, hey, there's a lot of good football games coming on this Saturday. Uh, So with college football out of the way, We're going to take a little bit of a break and we'll come back with a little bit of NFL recap of week three and week four preview. All right, we'll be right back. What's up, Abstract Sports Nation? If you'd like to be a supporter of the podcast as more than just a reader, listener, or viewer, feel free to go over to anchor.fm slash abstract sports. You can make a monthly contribution there at the $1, $5, or $10 levels. And uh, that's a monthly contribution that helps us uh, keep the website online and keep us posting great content about sports that we uh, so much love to do. Uh, my grammar and everything there is probably off, but who cares? We're doing it live. <laughs> uh, but seriously, you can go over to anchor.fm slash abstract sports and make a monthly contribution. I mean, a dollar a month is nothing. That's like four gumballs a month. If That's how I like to look at it. Uh, five bucks a month is like buying me a coffee or a beer once a month. Um, really that money though, it goes towards, uh, our hosting and our, our, uh, promotional and marketing and stuff for the blog for abstractsports.com. So everything we can get is very much appreciated. However, if you feel like making a one-time contribution, just get it out of the way. Uh, you can go to abstractsports.com slash support, and you can make any number dollar number worth of <laughs> donation there. Uh, and that goes straight to the exact same cause. Uh, we also have some shirts that are available. Uh, we have some in small, medium, and large. They just have our logo on them. They're pretty cool little shirts, and they'll last you for a little bit. It's a good way to support a local podcast. Uh, but you can get them for 20 bucks, but with free shipping on our website. Just go to abstractsports.com shop, and you can buy them online. If you'd like to deal with me personally, just send us a message, and uh, I'll get right back to you. And we can uh, hopefully get you a t-shirt. 
All right, back to the show. Now, with some NFL content, let me just play this one more time. All right. So, normally I would beef with Micah about fantasy football stuff, but I'm going to skip over that because he's not here and I don't don't want to don't want to destroy him while he's not here, you know what I mean? Uh welcome to the show, Andy. My guy, he was there to witness me bowling my butt off this Friday, this last Friday. You're welcome, Andy. <laughs> but we're going to start off with week three of the NFL recap style. So the game that I was kind of looking forward to initially was the New York Jets at Cleveland Browns. And I I thought this would be an interesting game to see because I thought that the Browns might get their first win and it's kind of a like two teams that are on the struggle bus at the moment, especially Cleveland. Um, and it was an exciting game, probably the best game I watched all weekend um, or all week three. But if you didn't watch it, a quick recap of that game would be that the Browns are struggling to get any points up on the board. The Jets scored two touchdowns uh, going into the second half. Um, but just before the end of the first half, uh, Tyrod Taylor went down with like what seemed to, uh, to be a head injury. And so he went into concussion protocol. Therefore, your boy Baker flipping Mayfield comes into the game to try and put points up for the Browns. And they, they drove down the field really quickly, just a bunch of laser passes, very accurate. And they got within field goal range and then they kicked the field goal. I think that's what happened anyway in that, in that first drive. Um, and it was really exciting. Like the crowd was just buzzing, and they were happy to see their their number one overall pick, rookie quarterback Baker Mayfield go out there and do something for their team. Um, you know, obviously feel bad for Tyrod Taylor. He could be losing his spot, and it seems that way. Um, as Baker Mayfield will he will start in Week Four against the Raiders in Oakland. Uh, but man, Baker Mayfield he came out and he gave a spark to that team and to that city that Tyrod Taylor wasn't able to provide. And you can't really mess with that. Uh, let me go look at some of the some of the scores here. I mean, it was a really good game, honestly. But you have, uh, let's see, where are the full full stats? Baker Mayfield ended up going 17 of 23 on 201 yards, and then Carlos Hyde, he's the guy who had a big breakout game, 23 carries on 98 yards and two touchdowns, and then Jarvis Landry had eight catches for 103 yards. Uh, I don't even think Baker Mayfield threw a touchdown pass. I think he caught a two-point conversion, but I don't think he caught or he passed a touchdown. Um, yeah, it doesn't say anything. I mean, did he make a catch here? Let's see. Reception, reception, nothing. But his quarterback rating is a 94.9, kind of an arbitrary number. He did well. I mean, he did well. They got the win, so the rating doesn't really matter all that much. Um he did fumble the ball once, and there was a chance in that game that if if uh, the Jets had recovered that, the, the momentum they had built up could have been dashed to the curb. Uh, luckily, they got the ball back, and they were able to go back down and score again. But it was a close one, that's for sure. So, yeah, the Browns. Hey, Tony, welcome to the podcast, talking about some NFL Week 3 at the moment. But I'm looking forward to that their game next week. I may or may not have it in the lineup for the the preview of week four we'll see shortly enough uh but yeah baker mayfield will be starting in week four 
The other game that I'm looking forward to, or the, that I was looking forward to last week, was the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was a division matchup. Um, the Titans need to get that win so they can try and stay on top of the, that division. And somehow they did. The Titans got the win 9-6. to Talk about a boring-ass game. Holy cow. Literally, like it's like five field goals. Is that really all it was? Just five field goals? Wow. And Marcus Mariota didn't even play. It was Blaine Gabbert. So Titans fans are a little bit wary right now. They, they want they want their uh, their quarterback and Mariota to come back and play. But, hey, win, winning is, is good. Getting a win is good, especially in that division. After coming off of a, uh, a win against the Houston Texans, the other team that's in their division who's really hard to beat, man, that's good for them. That means the Titans are leading their division now, 2-1. and one. They're only uh, ahead of the Jaguars because they beat them last week. So shout-out Titans and Titans fans. Got to feel lucky. I mean, the next coming weeks may not be so easy, so enjoy that while you can. I mean, that was, what, like four days ago? Uh, speaking of that, I'm debating on moving the show to Tuesdays. Let me know what you guys think about that because Tuesdays would mean – I could do the show right after Monday Night Football and talk about the games that just happened. And it gives me a couple days to get this show up and posted for you guys to watch and listen and everything uh, before the, the next week, especially for football season. That makes the most sense. Let me know what you think about that. Clay, Clay Dog, out there on YouTube. You're the guy that gives me the most feedback and you, got, you, you comment the most. What do you think about that? What do you think about Tuesdays and me getting the show up earlier in the week? I'm willing to... Adjust my schedule accordingly if people will agree that it's a good idea. But anyways, Titans go on to win. The other one that I was looking forward to last week in episode 62 was the Los Angeles Showdown. The Chargers who uh, who took on the Rams, both teams from L.A. Uh, the Rams went on to win 35-23. to That puts the Chargers at 1-2. and two. The Rams are still undefeated. Uh, the Rams are looking like a pretty dangerous team. You know, they have all the... They don't really have any super superstar players. I mean, they got Todd Gurley, a couple other role players here and there, and a really good young coach on their side. But I think they just have all the right pieces to make the dream work. You know what I mean? Uh, teamwork makes the dream work. That's what they say. So I think that's what the Rams have going on. Uh, kudos to them. Unfortunately, one of my money leagues is the opposite of that of, of that end. Uh, one of my fantasy teams is 0-3. Uh, I just actually lost to Micah this last week because like, he had Ben Roethlisberger. I had Antonio Brown and Jesse James. Jesse James literally caught the ball one time. I got one point for the reception and like 0.7 yards or 0.7 points for the, the yardage, like seven-yard catch. Uh, but Micah, of course, had every other catch that he had. He had one touchdown that went to Antonio Brown, but I didn't get enough differential to beat him. Pissed me off. So I'm defeated in one league. However, in my Vandal League, that my boy Clay on YouTube, who always comments and everything, he's in that league with me, unfortunately. I did beat him in week two um, or week one. I don't remember which. But I'm undefeated in that one. Uh, it still hasn't brought me any money yet because I, I haven't scored the highest score of the week. But, hey, things are different every week in fantasy football. Am I right? It's all about matchups, kids. It's all about matchups. I just can't seem to get it right. <laughs> oh man so the week four preview man a lot of talking in this episode who would have thought i would talk a lot on a podcast 
by myself when there's nobody else here to talk for me. Uh, <laughs> damn you, Micah. So week four preview, I have two games that I'm really looking forward to watching. And I, I will be catching both of them because they'll be happening in sequence. One comes right after the other. Uh, the first one is the Miami Dolphins who are taking on the New England Patriots in Foxborough, Massachusetts. The Dolphins are somehow undefeated, and the Patriots are somehow 1-2. and two. I do not know how. It's just how it is right now. Okay? It's a weird time to be alive. This game is going on at 1 o'clock Eastern time at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Uh, these two teams have quite the rivalry. Uh, they've met 105 times in history, and Miami somehow, I don't know how, but believe it or not, Miami actually leads that series 54-51. to 51. Uh, Pretty much ever since Tom Brady's been around, it's been goodbye Miami Dolphins. Um, seriously, they they meet twice a year. This, this one coming up this coming Sunday will be the first uh, for 2018-2019, but the last times the Dol- that the Dolphins beat the Patriots in Foxborough, so at New England, was September 21st, 2008. <laughs> so it was like seriously week three, but 10 years ago. <laughs> it's been a decade. My dad is a Dolphins fan, and I-, I hope he hears this. If he doesn't, I'll be sure to point it out to him on Sunday or perhaps tomorrow. But, man, those Dolphins really need some help. And right now, they might just be catching the, the Patriots potentially at their downfall. And I know Tony here in the comment section, she's a big Patriots fan. But Tom Brady is getting old. People around him are failing. Uh, they, they picked up Josh Gordon in hopes that it would make him make Tom Brady younger because of they, he would have better receivers to throw to. But he's still out with like a hamstring injury. So the Dolphins might be catching them at a vulnerable position uh, to go 4-0 in that division. They would be leading that division by probably one or two wins at that point. And this early in the season, that's a big jump. I mean, the mood that that sets for your team going forward throughout the season is a a big deal. If you're riding on a 4-0 win streak in Miami, you feel like you can beat anyone, especially after beating the Patriots. So... I'm looking forward to that one. I don't know about you guys. Again, that's 1 o'clock Eastern time in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be like 11 o'clock. That's the morning game uh, for us Idaho people, or at least Idaho Falls people, southeast Idaho. But the other game I'm looking forward to, I've already previewed it just a little bit. But those Browns, man, those Cleveland Browns, I might just be a fan because I love the story of an underdog. And a team that goes defeated or winless for 635 days and then comes into the 2018-19 season and gets a tie with the Pittsburgh Steelers who don't have Le'Veon Bell. I don't care. That doesn't qualify this or justify this in any way. But they tie with the, the Steelers, so their record is literally 0-0-1. And then last week, or two weeks ago, they lose to the Saints, but just barely. They had that game hanging on by a thread. They just couldn't capitalize when it ma- when it mattered most. 
They could have beaten the Saints, who have been a playoff team the last couple years. They got Drew Brees, man. They've got Alvin Kamara. The Browns beating a team like that, that would be a disgrace to New Orleans. Holy cow. But the Saints managed to pull it off in overtime, I'm pretty sure. It was like a field goal kicking situation. Go figure. A lot of drama in the kicking world. I don't know if it's because they changed the extra point yardage or what, but man, kicking has been brutal in the NFL lately. But they they were defeated, completely defeated for 635 days. They get a tie with the Steelers. They lose to the Saints, which is worse than a tie probably, I think. But then they get a win against the Jets last week. So they went from being like 0-16 last season to being uh, 0-16-1 and then 0-17-1 and and now they're 1-17-1 in the last, what is that, 19 weeks? <laughs> I just find that entertaining, man. That is hilarious to me. The Cleveland Browns are 1-1-1 starting off the 2018-19 season. And they take on the Oakland Raiders, who are 0-3 in Oakland in Week 4. This game starts at 4.05 p.m. Eastern Time at the Coliseum in Oakland, California. Man, I'm looking forward to that game. Starts at 2.05 in uh, Eastern Idaho time, Mountain Time. The Raiders are kind of in, much like the Patriots for the Dolphins, the Raiders are in a defeated, vulnerable position as the Browns are coming to town. They're they're 0-3. Browns are coming in off of a hot win. They just got free beer for the city of Cleveland, who, you know, the the Bud Light and the fridges that were locked up. They got them beer. Plus, they got their rookie quarterback starting. And this dude is high energy, high positive energy. Not like a Johnny Manziel going to make a mistake and then go off the field and make a mistake. This guy's got his head straight. He even makes some hilarious commercials. <laughs> You're going to want to go find those. So I'm looking forward to the, the Dolphins and Patriots, the Cleveland Browns and the Raiders. Those are my two teams. Um, I really am rooting for the Browns. I like. I don't have a favorite NFL team. I've said this so many times. Like The last two years during football season, I've mentioned it several times. But I, I don't have a, a football team because I've always followed players as a kid. And... I'm looking for a team. I I like Baker Mayfield. He seems like he's got his head on his shoulders straight. He has good positive energy. He's kind of goofy. He's, he's the guy that you want media to see. You know? I mean, kind of like Juju Smith-Schuster. His whole story about like riding a bicycle to practice because he didn't have the money, and then now he's like a star receiver for the Steelers. I love that story. So I'm kind of rooting for the Browns, guys. I might be a Browns fan. Uh, send, your, send your Browns gear my way. I might have to start wearing some more orange uh, for the Browns. They really need to rebrand over there. Maybe that would help them out. Come up with a different team name. Just change your team name. Change your logo because you don't really have one. Your logo is literally your helmet. And your helmet's orange and you're the Browns. My gosh. Get me all worked up here. well kids that pretty much does it for me on episode 63 of the abstract sports podcast um i really do appreciate all you guys coming through in the chat we had alice we had tony we had andy we had reyes the guy who runs azsportsguru.blogspot.com shout out to that guy um we also had 
Darren come through, man, you guys are awesome. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Um, catch next week's episode. I will probably do it on Wednesday, but if things change, I'll definitely post something on the Facebook page here at facebook.com slash abstract sports. I might be moving the show to Tuesdays just for the sake of the football season where I can uh, recap the games that just happened on that Monday, you know, you know, Sunday, Monday, uh, plus the Thursday, and then get the show up in time for the Thursday game. So you guys can hear my previews for that week. Um, I think that would be a good change. It would change up my routine a little bit, just enough to keep me, uh, keep me moving on into these cold, cold fall months here in Southeastern Idaho. Um, but if you're not following or subscribing or anything on our other channels, please do so. Go find us on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, go find uh, uh, Abstract Sports. We have that, that extension on every single outlet. Um, also be sure to, uh, if, you, if you're feeling generous, make a monthly contribution at ab, uh, anchor.fm slash abstractsports. Um, a little bit of money goes a long way in supporting something like this. Um, I've been at this for just about two years now, and I still love doing it. I still enjoy doing it, but there's still a lot of room to grow, and a little bit of change can go a long way in that regard. Um, make a one-time gift at abstractsports.com support. I hope it don't come off as needy here. I'm just giving you guys the option, so if you're feeling in the spirits, you can uh, help a, a cool little brand out and help us grow. Um if you want to get involved with Abstract Sports, if you want to write some articles for us, or you want to even start your own podcast, as long as it's related to sports, get in touch with me. Uh, send me an email at hello at abstractsports.com or go to abstractsports.com slash contact and let me know you're interested in being a part of the crew. Um, but I, I appreciate you all for supporting Abstract Sports. It's been a it's been a great ride these last couple of years, and I, I look forward to what it can bring the next couple. So. I appreciate you guys. We'll see you in episode 64, whether on Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Not entirely sure. It might be a surprise, but I appreciate you guys. We'll see you then. All right. Peace out.